animation. Woodrad Podcast Network is a proud affiliate of AnimationLegends.com. Use our promo code RINGS to save at checkout. We're talking actual, authentic animation production artwork, one-of-a-kind things you're not going to find anywhere else. Authentic animation cells, background paintings, and production artwork from some of the most legendary, iconic Saturday morning cartoons and animated features. We're talking The Brave Little Toaster. We're talking Little Nemo in Slumberland, The Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Man, Ewoks, He-Man, G.I. Joe, and many more. Go to AnimationLegends.com and get real, authentic, one-of-a-kind artwork that you can adorn your walls with and save at checkout with our promo code RING. That's R-I-N-G-S, rings at checkout, animationlegends.com. The future of gaming is portable, so let's talk about the games in our hands, the games in our pockets. Let's talk about the future today. It's Handy Pocket. Uh, A.K.A. Curious Tochi in Croatia. I know it's the second time I heard that, but I still like it. <laughs> and I'm still thinking about making stickers of it. <laughs> yeah, it's Handy Pockets. Episode 345. Oh. <coughs> Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... I'm Johnny Capcom. John, how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, well, as I told you a few minutes ago in the original aborted recording, I've been hitting the bars. Uh, yeah, you've been putting on those night grooves. I've been, uh, you know, I've been, I've been soaking it up. And, and what, uh, j- just a l- little bit of uh, partying? Uh, you know, yourself, you know, but a bit of, uh, not like manufacturing your own regrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, specifically, I'm uh, talking about a virtual bar in this case. Oh, okay. All right. Tell uh, me more. And the bar itself is called VA11 Hall A, um, which is the Wait. name of the game. Oh, oh, so this is what's in your pocket. Yes, it is. Wow. You have a whole bar in your pocket. The um, Well, you can if you want, because it's available on a lot of mobile devices, including okay. the very successful PlayStation Vita. Oh, boy. And um, yeah, VA11 Hall A is a, obviously, it's Valhalla, which, which I will call it from here on out. Okay. Uh, just written in... Cyberpunk speak, I guess. Sure. Leet speak, uh, if you will. Remember Leet speak? <laughs> yes. Uh, only for hacksaws. Yes. But, uh, not, yeah. Not th- newbies. Remember that it was newbies. You didn't even call people noob. You had to call them newbies back then. Oh, of course. On ARC. Or was it IRC, wasn't it? IRC, yep. <laughs> but, um, when, which it was all in caps. Yes. And I remember actually talking to a friend of mine one time. He goes, man, people use this for pussies, right? Like they give up when you you put everything all in caps as if you're shouting. He goes, back in the day on IRC, all caps. Everyone was shouting 24/7, and they were saying things that would make your head spin. <laughs> yeah. uh, the game, uh, well, I'm just gonna call it Valhalla for yeah. ease of use. But the name of the the show should be VA-11 Hallway. Okay. Well, you know, we'll have the proper name in the title so you can know what I'm talking about. It is a a, a bartender sim. Okay. Sl- slash kind of visual novel almost and uh, came out in 2016 made by Sukiban games very close to being Sakuban games yeah are you moving any boxes in this game 
You are not. Oh, disappointing. Uh, there's no, none of that. Uh, disappointed! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's funny because there's a lot of uh, OG internet references in this game. Are there? There's a lot of like meme culture. Oh yeah, happening. yeah. Oh, oh okay. There's a lot of weird like it, it was weird. I was as I was reading through a lot of the content in the game, I was like, "You literally just did this for you." I recognize what this is, but that's because I'm the loser as well. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah, it's like it's kind of hard one to describe. So you remember the PCFX ninety eight? Of course, yeah. This is very much a a tribute to that system. Okay, so big anime sprites, but, like, they don't do a lot? Yeah. Am I getting that right? So it's it's sort of like, and I'm looking at the UI now, almost like a, and I've never played it, like a business simulator with some, you know, lo-fi or cyberpunk aesthetics mixed in. It's It's kind of a visual novel style game, but there's a lot of interaction as well. Okay. And there aren't any dialogue trees. Oh, so okay. How it works is the pe- the characters you see on screen, they are patrons of the bar. Mm-hmm. They c- they come in and ask you for a drink and all the drinks have to be mixed. Okay. So there you see them on the left side and you see the bar in the background. Yeah, uh, you know. And then on the right side there's a drinks menu and depending on how well you mix the drink, you get a different dialogue option. Oh, all right. This this reminds me of a game my kid plays that's through PBS where he has to make ice cream for certain characters on a show. Oh, that's probably very similar. Yeah, yeah. The For me, I was initially drawn to the artwork. And I will say as well, I love this game. I, I've only played it once, but I absolutely loved it. I played it, I think, during the summer of 2020 when there were no bars. Yeah. You know, and you couldn't go to all the things. So it was like, oh, okay, this is kind of a nice air sats version or whatever. So it's set in the future? It is, yeah. It's set in uh, the distant or near future. Hard to tell these days when it comes to yeah. dystopias. I'm getting a Snatcher vibe off of it. Oh, definitely heavy Snatcher influence. Both in, in uh, you know, visual art style as well as um, presentation of the game. Yeah, like for me, the just the artwork grabbed me when I was... Mm going around yeah. on the switch store yeah. uh, this is what i played on so i have had it in my pocket <laughs> you saw mark gave that to us on the discord oh yeah, about yeah. one of my games not being a uh, portable game per se yeah, if he's not happy about it why doesn't he make a modded handheld wii yeah you got the capabilities <laughs> to do it mark so let's get that project going yeah no the the game itself like it appeals to me visually which is a big part of it obviously being a visual novel style game so that kind of carries me through a lot uh, when I played it. But then there's what I found really interesting about it is how mundane the story is. So it takes place in a place called Glitch City, very imaginatively named. And uh, you play as a bartender called Jill. And Jill serves people who are taking part in more traditional RPG, cyberpunk kind of stories about you know, corporations and cyborgs and all the rest. But really, Jill's story is just about her working in the bar. And it's just about day-to-day life. She's not really interested in all of what's going on outside the, in the outside world. And she doesn't really judge anybody for doing what they do, which I thought was interesting. Because usually there's a corporation or a government that's bending its will against the people. And the people who work for that government 
are uh, are the villains and the people who fight against her, the heroes. But like she serves drinks to people from both sides of it and just kind of treats them all as people. And it's really interesting as a result. It's a lot of what's going on with like society doesn't impact her life because she just wakes up and goes to work and that's the whole thing like it's i think it's probably reflective of a period of a lot of working adults lives where you go through a period where you're just happy to be occupied and you're you have a like a big chunk of the day where you're occupied and the rest of the day you're just tired so you're too tired to think about what it is that's got you upset in the first place it sounds a bit like papers please have you played that game uh, I have uh, played... No, no, I haven't played Papers, Please. I've seen other people play it, but this is a little bit more... It's a little bit more passive than that. Sure, yeah. It you sounds know. like it's more passive than that. But but what I'm saying is in regard to the... Um, you don't feel... Well, you are the main player, but you're kind of like in a world where you're not... You're a pawn, not a queen. Right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I learned how to play chess recently, so that's why I'm oh, able to, uh, good. to make that... Uh... <laughs> make that analogy. So it's all text-driven. There's no uh, VO work? No. So what's kind of interesting about it as well is it has a, a very like expansive soundtrack, but the majority of it you just choose yourself through the jukebox in the bar. Oh, that's an interesting take. Yeah, so you've got to set up the playlists for your working day. Right. Uh, and um, you unlock new songs as you go along, depending okay. on how you do and like a lot of it is just you getting involved in the messy parts of the lives of the patrons you know how so like are you listening to their stories or are you actively involved in things that happen to them no you're just kind of listening to what they're ah. telling you they'll come right. in and like one of them is a sex robot and she'll just tell you all about the sex stuff she gets up to and how she's designed to look like a child almost, but she's got the AI brain of like a 50 year old. Yeah, I, I'm still not comfortable with this, but keep going. And that's the whole thing. She's talking about how creepy her clients are. Yeah. And, uh, like, so there's a lot of there's a lot of transgressive material. In there. Wow. And, uh, you know, other people then talking about working for a fascist government and how they don't care. Just people talking about really kind of gritty, gross stuff that goes on in these cyberpunk worlds. Right. But just talking about it as if it's their life. You just progress by talking to these people? There's no sort of like... Uh... No, you just make them drinks. You don't even... like Make them Jill drinks. Will, Jill will return their, right. uh, their dialogue. But for the most part, like it's just a case where... You know, you mix the drinks, and if the drink is good, then they'll be happy, and if the drink is shit, then they'll be upset, and they will interact with you differently. But they're there, right. like a lot of patrons and a lot of bars, they're there to talk at you. Right, right. You know, Jill likes some of them more than others. Some of them are dickheads, some of them are nice. You know? Yeah. And then there's all this, as I said, like with that, the sex robot, there's a lot of weird morality stuff to it. Sure. And like, there's that, that robot character is interesting because. Like two moments in it where she's there going, I don't know if I actually like my life or if I'm just programmed to like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that's interesting. Yeah, it's like, as I said, there's a lot of slice of life stuff in there. A lot of just like basic human emotions as well. Like that's, it's all just about people's mundane lives, not necessarily about like the crazy stuff that goes on outside. A lot of the world building is done in between your shifts at the bar. 
Okay. Because uh, Jill will go back to her apartment and just, you know, dick around on her phone. So you can read the news or go onto internet forums and see what people are talking about. And that's where I started noticing a lot of like deep cuts because there's a big like pro wrestling subculture in that world. Oh, baked into this fictional wor- world? Yeah, and they talk about, like, there's a lot of back and forth in these forums talking about wrestling. Hmm. And they're using super deep internet carny language. <laughs> okay. And they're going, I was reading, I was, I was reading, I was going, who is this for? I was like, well, I guess it's for me because <laughs> I understand this world, but I can just imagine somebody who's never interacted with wrestling before, you know, like reading these very thinly veiled allusions to New Japan Pro Wrestling and stuff and just kind of scratching their head or just buzzing by it because they don't, uh, they don't really care about it. And then like I, the boss in the bar she yeah. was a pro wrestler at one point uh, but it's not really that important to the plot oh, so, uh, so clearly the uh game designer is a fan oh yeah and there was a lot of like there's a lot of weird allusions to stuff that it's like memes on 4chan and stuff like that so there's a lot of deep internet cuts in there right and you know in between all that you'll read news stories and sometimes they are relevant to uh what you've been talking about in the bar sometimes the stories are about people who frequent the bar so there's a lot of world building done but it's not necessarily relevant to what jill wants out of life Um, Uh, those are the two settings it's just her apartment in the bar yeah pretty much i don't at the end of the game they're outside the bar okay but i don't seem to remember there being much other than that um as i said like as far as gameplay goes the mixing of the drinks is the most detailed thing you're doing uh so you have a menu on your console or whatever that tells you what ingredients you need to put into the drinks yeah and then there's a very light like rhythm uh slash timing element oh, to okay. to shake in them so it'll be like shake the drink nine times and you just your controller will vibrate nine times and then you you press the button to stop Oh, okay. So it's not really deep, but it's some sort no. of, you know, kinetic feedback that you're doing more than just moving a cursor on a screen. Yeah, and it's actually kind of fun. Like, the, the drinks are animated. Not animated, but they're drawn quite well, and a lot of, like, jokes in the names and stuff. And uh, It's funny how, like, like an actual job, you get better at it as you go along in the game. Right. Like, someone will go, oh, I want a beer, and you go, okay, grand, and you just don't even really think about it. You just do it. Sure. And uh, well, I did anyway. Yeah, that's that's kind of the game. Like you know, someone and like it gets complicated, like it would in the real world. How people come up to you with multiple orders, right? You know, where they go, I want a Blade Runner and a, a Snatcher or whatever the drinks are called. They're not called that, but right. you know, I, I you, you have to remember three or four orders. Did you hear about this five thousand dollar cocktail on the uh, Star Wars Disney Cruise? I'm not surprised it exists. You don't even get to keep the container it comes in. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> these, yeah, but these Disney Star Wars sims still pay for it, so. Yeah, I know. Well, someone, someone online said that for five thousand dollars, Jar Jar Banks better blow them under the table. I'm, I'm looking for five thousand dollars. All right, the fucking CGI version of Princess Leia from Rogue One better blow me. Okay. Oh, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. Uh, hey. Is there a fail state to the game? Is there a game over at any? Like, if you just 
purposefully or, or accidentally just suck at your job? Is there a game over? I don't think so. I think if you can do a bad job, you'll just have bad interactions with the customers. Gotcha. And you'll get probably some kind of different ending. Um, so your think, mundane existence will be even like less interesting because they're yeah. not going to give you... Or more really... interesting, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I mean, the thing is, like, I probably did as well working in a video game bar as I would in a real bar. So, okay. mediocre. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know? Middling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I think that's what I got you know I don't really feel yeah. the need to go try and chase a better score because I did the job I would have done I guess um, right um, so it's sort of like one of these games that once you play through it once you're, you're good like it's it's sort of like um, I'm gonna use maybe you don't even like this game but I'm gonna use heavy rain as an example like I played through heavy rain the one time and I had no desire to go back to it because I had experienced the story that I experienced yeah I'd say heavy rains a fair like um Comparison. Maybe there's more variety in this. I don't know. Okay. Like, there's no stupid twists like in Heavy Rain. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, sorry, everybody. It's fast forward, right? You don't find out Jill is a fucking murderer halfway through it. Right, right. Like you do fucking Bullock or whoever he wants in the game. <laughs> uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, it was him all along, Austin. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I, I don't really think that would be the point of the game. The point of the game is to experience the world, I guess, from yeah. a very specific fixed point. Okay. And that's what makes it interesting. I often give out about AAA games, how so much of them are just third-person combat or first-person combat. Right. You know, that's the game. Yep. And... You know, like uh, Control. I don't know if you ever played Control. No. Really interesting setting. Brilliant world. But it's a shitty third-person shooter for the most part. Right. Like, you play as uh, this woman who finds herself in this building that doesn't seem to exist in the normal world. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, all these insane concepts and like amazing atmosphere great voice right. acting great music great setting everything and then to make it more palatable to as many people as possible the actual gameplay is you shooting it out with zombies essentially yeah okay and that's the worst part of the game i think that's what killed lost planet by uh capcom because i feel the same way about that game where it was like there was a lot of interesting pieces right the pieces uh, were greater than the sum of the whole because at the end it was just a kind of bland third-person shooter. Well, I mean, that, that's the one thing I can say about this is like interesting setting, but new style of gameplay. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. and like I'm like, okay, this is serving the tone better than if Jill was doing, I don't know, what, like if she was playing a rogue-like dungeon crawler like 99% of indie games are. Right. I, I'm sure some people might be put off by the idea of sitting and playing a game where you're just a, a you know a bartender doing casual work, but to me that's way more interesting than another Gears of War. And, yeah. And um, like full disclosure, obviously, like I, I think it's pretty obvious that I really enjoyed this game. Mm -hmm. um, like what drew me to it was the art direction. Right. Uh, the kind of I love that style for, for the PCFX98. Like I think that's like that yeah. kind of weird like 
I don't know, pixel art animated thing is cool looking. Yeah, and and also the style of the anime being interpreted is that late nineties style of anime. Yeah, and it's which like, weren't we, you and I, and uh, <laughs> many people our age are nostalgic for. Oh, definitely. I mean, like the first anime I saw was Cyber City Edo Eight Hundred Eight. Okay, which was a cyberpunk future set anime. Yeah, about the cyber police. <laughs> Which was interesting because it was three movies essentially about three different characters that kind of interact throughout. Mm. I, I, honestly, though, what attracted to me was it was a cartoon where the characters said "fuck." Right, sure, <laughs> and, and you were thirteen or twelve when you I saw it. I was probably eight or nine, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was like, "What? How is that legal?" <laughs> you know, it's like Thundercats, but with boobies and cursing <laughs> and blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. I think if you were a similar mindset, you probably enjoy the art style, and the art style get you through. Mm-hmm. And um, the music is great. Like I listen to the music when I do other things in my normal life. Yeah, it's very, it's a very colorful, highly saturated um, experience that will, I think, for me anyway. Like it really made me. It took me out out of my life, you know, and put me into another pair of shoes. And right. When I sat and played it, I felt relaxed and I felt um, like I was doing something good with my time. And that's pretty much, you know, it's a pretty good thing to get from any piece of art, let alone a, a video game, you know? Yeah. How, how long is the experience? I'm going to say maybe five, six hours. Oh, okay. So not a big could investment. Be, yeah. Could be eight hours. I, I don't know. Do I, like for me, I played it, I would say I played it over the course of a month or more. Oh, uh, okay. You took your time with it then. Yeah, that was me, like, for an hour a day, or, right. like, uh, 20 minutes a day, whatever, just dipping in. I don't know, it was just a nice escape from, well, really nothing, because it was <laughs> during the pandemic. I, I, like, in a weird way, I say it, I think it's the kind of game that doesn't require tons of interaction, so it's not, like, a busy experience. Mm-hmm. And similar to what Jill is searching for in her job, it will occupy you and, you know, keep you going during maybe a period of strife. Well, that does it for this episode. I'd like to thank my co-hosts for joining me as well as the members of One Rad Club, without whom these shows just wouldn't happen. If you'd like to show your support for these shows, check out OneRadClub.com. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to all the great shows on the One Rad Podcast Network. And for a little bit more than a dollar a month, you can unlock all sorts of other exclusive content and physical rewards. Again, be sure to check out OneRadClub.com. Thank you so much for your support. We'll be right back real soon.